Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan, thank you so much for being a part of the ceremonies. We no longer need you for a couple minutes because I, Sean Morash, presents A-Rod Day with Tiki Barber, are going to welcome a very special guest at this time. None other than the great Alex Rodriguez. Alex, welcome in. Thanks, guys. How you doing, man? <laughs> we are we are awesome, Alex. So you you uh, kind of precipitated this because last time we had you on, Evan, who's not talking right now because he's a Met fan, asked you about your Jersey retirement, and we thought, man, this is an unbelievable. Or Sean did. This is an unbelievable idea. So congratulations. We're retiring your jersey in our studio or your number in our <laughs> studio. I love it. Thank you very much. Hey, we're chipping away, chipping away. <laughs> That's exactly it, Alex. That is the point of this, is to bring – I'm trying to bring attention here, and so many young Yankee fans like myself want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts because without you, the Droughtbury World Series now would be going on 24 years, and we are dying for another championship for many of our teams in this town, and you should be celebrated. So let me just start off by saying, as a Yankee fan, thank you so much for 2009 – and let's go down memory lane. What is your favorite moment from the 2009 World Series outside of, of course, the final out in the World Series? Yeah, I was going to say definitely uh, Mo on the mound, uh, Cano to the to Texera to end it. But I would probably say um, the double that followed Johnny Damon's double steal in Philly. Mm. Um, and the minute that that double was hit, we scored winning run. I pull up to second base. By the corner of my eye, I see Mariano Rivera start to warm up. And I knew, <laughs> you and know. I knew that we had lefty in game six at home uh, to close it down in front of uh, our fans. You know, it, Al, we, we talked to CeCe about, uh, about an hour ago, and he was talking about his struggles competing in the postseason. And we know that you had some of yours, the Boston series that everybody talks about. But what actually broke through for you? Right. What, what, what in your mind made 2009 be so epic? Because we were just looking at the stats, the OPSs, the home runs. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. One of, a, one of a kind in so many ways. What, what helped you break through in 09? Yeah, thank you. No, that, it was so much fun. It, it kind of it all came together for me because I finally started trusting we and not I. Hmm. And an indication of that, you know, as you remember, Tex would hit third, right. I hit fourth. And then Matsui won fifth. Matsui won the MVP. But he was so hot that I realized I didn't have to be the hero. I didn't have to hit a grand slam with nobody on base. If I could just be disciplined, uh, swing a strike, and don't go fishing and pass the baton to Matsui, uh, he would take care of business, and, and he sure did to ensure the MVP and the world championship. 
Was there any part of you that was slightly disappointed you weren't the World Series MVP? Because from my money, Alex, I mean, I know it's not like hockey where the whole postseason counts. You're the all-time RBI leader in a single postseason. You should have been the MVP that year. You know, you know, I didn't think about that too much, honestly. It was, I was like 50% pregnant with two thoughts. One was I was happy as hell because it's been 15 years. And the other 50%, I was relieved. Because, you know, growing up in Miami, loving Dan Marino and him having to answer these questions about not winning a championship mm-hmm. and Charles Barkley and others, yep. I just was so relieved to be able to be a small part uh, of a great team in 2009 to bring so much joy to our fans in New York. I know you're not trying to, but you're just kind of rubbing it in my face because <laughs> I wasn't there with the <laughs> Giants one what. You know, Alex, I want to I want to you know take you back to that to that 2009 season again, and right, so much has been talked about the you know, the makeup of that team, right? How I mean, everybody hit over 270 except for Swish, and his OPS was almost 900. Right? What made that team come together so well? Right? Not just you, but just everybody. What that team was great. CC even said it when we when we interviewed him. We don't put enough respect on the the totality of that whole squad. Yeah, and, and Tiki, you know this. I mean, a lot of times you get the real appreciation sometimes two or three decades after it's over because yeah. you really appreciate it. And you've seen the drought with the Yankees. Um, it's not easy to win, and it's harder to win in New York because of all the pressure that comes with it. But for me, it was it a was 25-man roster, completely diversified. We had people from all over the world, Matsui from Japan, Panama, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, CCG. It was just an awesome group. Everyone checked their ego at the door. I thought Joe Girardi and the staff did an incredible job. And we were fully accountable, and everybody took responsibility. But I'll never forget on my birthday, this is where I thought we were going to win the title. It was a Saturday, and we were celebrating my birthday. The entire team showed up, including Jay-Z, Ty Domi, Jay-Z's boy, Juan. And we're playing a day game at 1 o'clock the next day. And... It's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and the entire party is inside my pool, including CC, including yeah. everybody. The only two that stayed dry were Jay-Z and Ty Domi. And Ty Domi says, if anyone touches Jay-Z, I'm gonna, they're going to have to deal with me. So nobody <laughs> touched either one of them. <laughs> Those awesome. The only two people of 50 people that were not in the pool, and everybody went in with their shoes, with their shorts, with everything. And the next day we came out and won, which – I was under a lot of pressure to make sure that we won yeah. because if we didn't win, they would blame that loss on my birthday. Yeah. You know, Alec, what do you feel like your your relationship is with Yankee fans right now? Because Sean is of that age where you're the hero, right? He he doesn't remember you know, those earlier Yankee championships like he remembers the 9 one. And for 35 and maybe younger uh, uh, sports fans, you're the hero. What do you think your relationship is with Yankee fans? Honestly, I think it's 10 out of 10. I'm so grateful for everywhere I go around the world, every day of my life, including here in vacation. I've had a few people already say, thanks for 2009. Uh, the fans in New York are so smart. Look, my career was up up and down, and it, was, it included the good, the bad, and the ugly. And in many ways, it's very relatable to New York. New York is not just up and to the right. right. New York is a, a place where people make mistakes, but I really think they appreciate someone who's tough, gritty, who has perseverance and does not give up. And I would just say this. Baseball, we have to start celebrating as something that unites people. And uh, when I hit a home run in 09 or when we won the championship, you had collective fans unified, cheering, 
in the same direction, no matter what their differences were. And we just got to get back to that. That's what's great about sports and music. It brings us all together. You know, Alex, we are sitting here in a long, long drought since the 2011 Mm -hmm. Giants, since we had a parade in this city. (laughs) And I have of the belief, and I believe this, that we have gone down this long stretch, and I almost feel like you personally, along with some of the 09 Yankees, get punished from the idea of you were still relatively fresh off that Yankee dynasty. We're in the midst of two giant Super Bowls. Do you think, for anybody who might be a naysayer today, that your career might be looked at differently if the 09 Yankees were happening, let's say, within the last five years and it, it snapped a drought as opposed to coming off a long dynasty run by the Yankees? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it was nine years, and it felt like forever in, in Yankee world. Um, I can't even think about it, you know, today, 15 years without going to a World Series is mind, mind-boggling. But I just think the way it worked out, it worked out perfectly. Uh, the fact that 04, we melted uh, in the New York Sun against Boston, uh, made 09, five years later, so much sweeter. I agree with that. Boy, do I agree with that. And it really just doused the flames that went along with that. Now, that was such a big offseason for the Yankees heading to 09. You had obviously had some playoff failures those couple years before. If you had to pick any singular addition of that Yankee team, what do you think helped put that 09 team over the top, added to the core you guys already had to finally win this thing? Well, obviously the trifecta of, you know, give Hal Steinbrenner and Randy Levine a lot of credit. Uh, I remember meeting with Randy Levine, and we talked about CeCe Sabathia, Teixeira, and A.J. Burnett, and he signed up on board and moved very quickly uh, on that. So props to Randy and to Howe because it was an incredible financial investment. But I think the guy that made the biggest difference is Johnny Damon. Before Johnny Damon got there, uh, we were not a world championship team. And after he got there, we became one. And uh, I thought one of the big mistakes was letting Johnny go and not letting us run it back in 2010. When he left, I think, to Detroit, uh, I think it was a, a huge miss for us. Yeah, I know. When we, when we talked to CeCe earlier, that he said the 2010 season was probably his biggest disappointment because it felt like you could have repeated. And I, he didn't give context, but, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, there's some guys that just make a difference. You know this. I yeah. mean, Mike Conley in our basketball team, we brought him in from Utah last year with the Timberwolves, and he's completely changed the climate, the attitude, the energy, not only in the locker room, but on the court, but the entire, you know, state of Minnesota is kind of thinking, okay, we can do this because it's not necessarily the best player. Um, while Mike's had an incredible career, it's really his character, his leadership, and his positivity that influences all the 14 young players. Yeah, you know, you talk about the Timberwolves, and look, we know you're part owner there. You've been involved now a couple of years. You're doing the Fox stuff. You're traveling. You're on vacation right now, I think. So I, we appreciate you calling. How are you? Like, how do you find time to do all the stuff that you're doing? I think a lot of people think after you retire, you made a ton of money. Athletes just kind of chill. Like you're doing a lot. You know, I applied to three letters: uh, BCP, which is vision, capital, people. Uh, you have to have a crystallized vision of what you want to do in three to five years, whether it's personally or in a business. The C part is you got to put capital to deploy to that vision. And the hardest part, as always, and Tika, you know this, whether it's the locker room or business, it's people. Is yeah. You guys have a great show because you have people not only uh, speaking publicly, but all you great producers that prepare to get you guys ready to shine. And I feel like if you get the VCP part ready, you you can have a great platform yeah. and do a lot more because you have all the right people in the right place. Yeah, but know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving Lugie credit for you because I reached out to Berkowitz. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we got you on here. So Sean started our show with a 
not a controversy, but it's just it's just the reality of the moment. When you came here in 2004, and you had just won a gold glove. You'd won an MVP. We heard it on the, the, the captain series where you talked about not moving the shortstop and going to third. That seems like it should have been ridiculously awkward. Why was it not? I think it's because of the partnership. I can care less about myself. All I wanted to do was, you know, come here and win. And when George Steinbrenner called me, it's a conversation that I took very, very seriously. And, you know, being part of the Yankees, it was the same reason, Tiki, when I came in in 04 that I had no problem after winning the MVP and Gold Glove and just named captain of the Rangers, moving to third base for the betterment of being part of something better and bigger. Uh, it's the same reason when I had 696, and the Yankees told me it's over. Uh, I had three teams call me, and my decision was basic, right? It was 696 with a Yankee uniform is greater than 700 in any other. So oh, same way in, same way out. Oh, that A-Rod, I love hearing that. And obviously, I talked about that. We played the bit in the documentary. You and Jeter had obviously spoke in the dugout that rainy night in Chicago. And I've been hammering home this point all along, the idea that you were somebody of that kind of caliber player at shortstop, moving over to third, all in the spirit of winning. And I have just used the word selflessness all day long. Do you believe (laughs) your selflessness is something that maybe has gone overlooked as time has passed? I think so, but I don't really worry about things like that. Look, the bottom line is I came over. It was successful. We won a championship. You know, the franchise value has gone up from a billion to probably six or seven billion now. It's been great business. The Yes Network was kicking and rocking and rolling. And I'm, I'm hoping every day as I wear my Yankee pinstripes in my heart and I wear my hat, I'm cheering hard for them to get their stuff together and get back to the championship way. Um, it's really about the team, not about me. I'm, I'm doing just fine. Well, in about 15 minutes, we're going to pull down this black sheet that we're holding, that's covering your your number retirement that we're going to do here. Hopefully, at some point, the Yankees do it at Yankee Stadium as well. Alex, we appreciate you jumping on for a little bit, and congratulations. We're the first number that we've retired here at WFAN. You are the first, so we appreciate you. Hey, I love it. One of one, and uh, thank you, and I feel grateful for you guys uh, voting me in. Every vote counts. (laughs) Simply the best, Alex. Thank you so much. All right, fellas. Have a great weekend. See you, Alex. Be good. The great Alex Rodriguez. There it is. How about that? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.